you could win in APCO's Cash for Chrissy competition. That's right, APCO Joe. There's 1K to brighten your day. And 1K to give away to a mate for Christmas. APCO's Cash for Chrissy on now at APCO. <laughs> Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. You're on SENZ. It is mornings with Ian Smith. Smithy is away. He's on uh, World Cup cricket duty at the moment. So uh, you've got Ricardo Ball with you through until midday today. And uh, joining us out of Sydney uh, from the Wellington Phoenix is a, a, a signing came in at midway through this season. Scott Wooten. How are you doing, Scott? Yeah, I'm very good. Thanks. How are you? You okay? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Good. How are you, uh, how are you settling into the squad? You seem to be flying. Yeah, no, it's uh, obviously been a good start personally. Um, you know, I've played six games. We're unbeaten in eight. Uh, sorry, we lost one in eight, so you know we're in good form. And uh, yeah, you know I've loved every minute of it since I came, and um, you know I've settled into the squad really, really well. A lot better than I thought. Um, you know, making a move over to the other side of the world, but yeah, you know I, I can't complain with how it's gone, and um, just got to keep striving to improve and, and keep the results going at the way they have been. Uh, you got a you got a goal pretty early on. Was it your second game that you got a goal as well? So that's got to help <laughs> you settle in, yeah. Yeah, quite right. Yeah, a goal, a goal, early goal always helps, of course. Um, it's quite an important. We were under the cosh a bit at the time, and it come at a good time in the game. We ended up winning comfortably three 0 in the end. So, yeah, you know, a goal for a defender is, especially myself, quite rare over my career. So, um, you know, to get an early goal is, is is a great way to settle into the team. Yeah, very much so. Now we had the bad news uh, during the week that um, Alex Rufer, the skipper of the of the squad, is out for uh, probably twelve months with his knee done, needing yeah. an op and everything. Uh, how do you think that's going to impact the team? Yeah, I mean, it's you know, there's no uh, sort of getting around it. It's obviously a huge loss. Uh, he's our captain. He's our leader. He's he's uh, he's been absolutely outstanding since, since I've been here. Um, since I come in January. Um, his form has been been top top draw. Um, not just what he does on the pitch, how he is off the pitch, is the standards he sets every day in training. Um, he's, he's vocal in the dressing room before games. He, you know, people look up to him. So there's no getting away from it. It's a huge loss. Um, but you know, in times, you know, in tough times, you've got to stand up and be counted as a team, and we have to rally round and 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 you know, someone has to come in and replace him and pick their game up to the levels that the standards that Roofs has set and. And that's how sport is, not just football or sport. You know, someone's bad fortune is, is another someone else's chance. But, you know, obviously you know, we're all being, you know, we're all gutted for him and we, we all wish him all the best. You know, I'd been through that injury myself uh, five, six years ago. Um, it is a long road, but it will one thing for sure. And, and obviously knowing him, getting to know him since I've come in, he's, he's a great lad and it'll certainly make him a lot mentally stronger and, and, and stuff like that, and it'll stand him in great stead for the rest of his career once once he recovers from that injury. Now I know you're not the you're not the manager, you're not the coach, but in terms of how you think this is going to change things, I mean, is it like for like with Nicholas Pennington coming in for him, or do you see maybe Tim Payne, who's played that role a lot previously, playing in there, and Louis Fenton going into right back? Um, yeah, these are obviously this is probably like the manager and the assistant manager speaking uh, <laughs> in, 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 the, in the offices, isn't it? And um, too much football manager. That's what I've done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, these are, I'm sure that these are the chats that, you know, the boss and chiefly the assistant manager they'll be having. Uh, you know, we have got, obviously got different options of whether you say whether it's a straight swap, whether it's slightly rejiggling a couple of players around. Um, 
you know, who, who knows that that's down to the manager. That's what he gets. He gets paid to do. Um, so yeah, obviously only time will tell, and, and we'll see on, on see tonight. Yeah, we'll see see how it goes uh, tonight against Newcastle. Of course, uh, kind of funny how the draws work. That you hadn't played them for ages, and you play them twice in three weeks, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is quite strange. Um, you know, like you say, played them on obviously played them at the start of the season, and then we we played them, and then we only had the Brisbane Brisbane game in between. Uh, so it has worked out quite well. But you know, it's been a strange season for for all of that stuff. You know, with games being cancelled. Obviously, we had the really poor weather here a couple of weeks ago. You've had COVID sort of in the middle of the season, a delayed start. Um, so you know it's been quite a unique season in a, in a lot of senses in terms of fixture pile up and now the fixtures have panned out. Um, but you know we just it, to us it's just the next game we have to to meet it head on and and, and look to go and win the game. Yeah, it's uh, what did you make of Newcastle last time out? They they seemed to um, be able to, to to get at the back four a bit, but they weren't able to get past the back four. If you like, there was a lot of shots from outside the area. Yeah, I think they were. Um, one of the stronger teams I've certainly played against. Um, I think they're in a bit of a, possibly a false position in the league for, the, for some of the quality they've got, um, in, in, especially in the attacking third. We, we felt obviously we could we could hurt them on transition and, and exploit the weaknesses at the back. But um, you know, they've obviously got an abundance of talents, you know, um, with the striker, number 10, Pena, is a top player in this league. Um you know, and it was it was a tough game. They had a lot of the ball. The way they play enables them to to dominate possession. You see them do that in most games that we play. And we had to we had to defend. We had to dig in. We had to suffer and struggle at times without the ball and, and hang on. And you know, Ollie made some good saves when he had to. Um, I think they scored two controversial goals. Uh, if I'm honest, I think the first goal was offside, blocking Ollie uh, Ollie Sale, and the second goal was a clear foul on on, on Clayton Lewis. Um, so you know, we we obviously won that game late on but um, no I think they're a good team they, they'll cause most teams problems um, in, in this league and you know we've we done okay to a point we still probably conceded a few more shots than we would like to and, and we'll try and change that in, in this game um, but you know we, we've got to we've got to they're going to have to defend well I'm sure there'll be times where we, we don't have the ball and we have to shuffle a little bit without possession um, but you know that's what the good teams do and you've got to be able to play with them without the ball and you know, if we can we can limit them to they might have possession, but if we can keep them as far away from our goal as possible, then I think we'll be in for a good night. And how's um Rudy Piscopo's uh, calf? Is he likely to be fit tonight? Do you think? Uh, I'm not too sure. Really, he's obviously he's been training with the physios. Um, don't not sure if this game might come a bit too soon for him. Um, obviously he's a big player for us. He can he can take us up the pitch from one box to the other uh, with his running ability with a ball and he, he's got tricks. He can get goals and assists. So he's been a big miss for us as well in there uh, in the last few games. And you know hopefully the quicker he can get back fit, the better because you know he's a, he's a big player for us and how we play and he un- understands that position very very well and he's he's a threat, constant threat to the opposition. So. Of course, we, we'd love to get Reno back, but I think the most important thing with them niggly injuries is, is when he is back, he's back for good and he doesn't break down from in the, in the rehab and, and when he does get back, you know, playing on the pitch. Now, uh, you got uh, Borley, obviously, in the squad who's uh, from a similar part of the world as you. Of course, he came through at City, you came through at United. Uh, no doubt, bit of crack in the dressing room uh, that you would have loved to uh, not have had to be on the end of in the last couple of weeks. Ah, oh, yeah. Well, quite lucky, really, that ball. He was a Man United fan when he was a young lad, so he's still got a bit of a soft spot. I think he said it was quite difficult for him being at City, but um, you know, Bolly's a great lad. Um, come to be, a, you know, really good friend since joining here. I actually played with Bolly about nine years ago at 
Peterborough in the Championship. Um, we spent a bit of time together there, so I knew him previous to coming here. But yeah, in terms of uh, Man City, Man United, it's not been a it's not been a, a a good couple of weeks as if for Man United fans, obviously being knocked out of the Champions League as well. So uh, tough times. Tough times indeed. Um, Scott, if you could uh, pick a manager for Manchester United for next season. I know there's a lot of talk about Eric Ten Hag. There's some talk about uh, Pochettino. Uh, where would you be looking? I would probably sway towards Pochettino um, for the reasons of, obviously, Ten Hag's done very, very well. His, his Ajax team from, I think it was probably two, three, four years ago in the Champions League, he knocked out Real Madrid and got beat by Tottenham, I think it was. That was a fantastic team. But I just think going from the Dutch league and managing Ajax, although you know Ajax is a huge football club with great tradition, I just think then to come to Manchester United and the demands of the Premier League and the size of the club would be a huge ask. I think Pochettino has the experience of managing Tottenham. Yes, not the same size club, but still a huge club in England, one of the top six clubs. Uh, he's now managing PSG with huge expectation. I know he's obviously, he hasn't done amazing there, but I just think what he done with that Tottenham team uh, the style he had he brought young players through um, attacking football fast-paced football they're all the signs of Man United you know that's what a Man United I just feel he has a lot of the attributes that a Man United manager should have like you know like I just said bringing young players in playing high pressing attacking fast football you know you've seen what people like Dele Alli done Harry Kane took Harry Kane's game to a new level hopefully he would do that with the likes of Sancho uh, players who've just come to the club but I think whoever the next manager is for Man United, they need to back him uh, 100%. They need to give him a long-term contract because this constantly, you know, this constant chop and change in the manager hasn't worked since Alex Ferguson left. So uh, I think they need to, whoever they go, whether, whether they have to pay some, for somebody like a Simeone or whoever they think is the right fit. You know, like I say, I would sway towards Pochettino, but whoever they decide to go and whether they have to pay for them, um, they need to back him and they need to put the club back in his hands because there's just too much mess in and around up the upstairs and who signed the players, who does this. You know, there's a lot of confusion there, so they need to get that sorted first. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. I mean, since Ferguson left, you've had Moyes, you've had um Ollie, obviously, you've had Jose, you've had Louis Van Hal, um, and now we've got Ralph Ranyuk. Um, the manager keeps changing, not much else does. So that would suggest the problems elsewhere, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, I think just as big a loss was um just a bigger loss from Alex Ferguson was also David Gill because the two of them between them ran the club. You know, now you hear Ed Woodward seems to get really involved. Uh, John Mert is involved. Uh, Darren Fletcher's obviously gone as technical director. Um, and I know, you know, I played with Fletcher. He'll have the club at, at heart 100% with every decision he, he would make. He's obviously got the manager who wants to sign his style of players. It just... If, if, if everyone at a football club isn't all singing off the same hymn sheet, it can just get a bit messy and you get too many decisions wrong. I actually think the recruitment in the last couple of years has been a lot better in terms of Sancho, Varane are the two that stand out. You, you think, yeah, you, you know, you've got to go and get them players if you're Man United. Um, but yeah, like you know, like you just said, you had Moyes who signed a few of his players. Van Gaal comes with a different style signed for likes of Daily Blind. Um you know, all players that he wanted to sign. Then Mourinho comes in, signs Bailly, uh, Fred, his players. And then Oli signs his... You end up with a manager who's got four or five different groups of players all wanting to play in certain different ways and all singing off different hymn sheets. It's it's, it's quite difficult to, to fix. And, you know, to use a comparison, if you look at the success Man City and Liverpool have both had, 
unfortunately, Man United's two biggest rivals. You know, everyone from top to bottom of the club is all pulling in the same direction. They're all, there's a clear identity and philosophy and style in terms of how those clubs do things, both on and off the pitch. And that's that's obviously how, you know, in any business or industry, that's that's what success brings. So, you know, I think they need to take a bit of a leaf out, out of them books and, and, and do that. And like, you know, like I said at the start, losing David Gill, someone we're not much influence and he, he was just a bigger loss as Ferguson, I feel. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I've always said that he should have stayed another year just for the transition, uh, but it didn't yeah. happen. But, hey, can't change history, mate. Can't change history. Scotty, thanks very much for uh, giving us some time, mate. Good to chat. Best of luck no tonight problem. against Newcastle, and uh, hopefully we can talk again, and maybe we can just do a United podcast. Maybe that would be easier with that. <laughs> How long have we been there for weeks? <laughs> Good stuff, mate. Good luck tonight, eh? Okay, thanks, mate. Cheers. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.